Innes Forgettance is a folk fantasy podcast set in an alternate Appalachia and faraway Celtic fort. You can help support me and this story by sharing it with your friends, posting on social media, or by clicking the link in the description to buy me a coffee. I'm glad you joined me this week, and stay safe out there in the woods. Previously on the Innis Forgettance. The Innis folk were crowded in the little white kirk as darkness descended and the never seen made their phantom march forward. In their fear, townsfolk once again turned their ire and paranoia onto the Hollis family, and Colleen took to the Kirkman's podium, shouting them down. Porter finally lost his temper and quieted the whole kirk into submission. Then he stormed into the prayer room where Henrietta's body lay. By the time Colleen followed him into the prayer room, she found Dolly and Porter in a heated exchange with tears running down Dolly's cheeks. Suddenly, Porter downed Davina Warren's small bottle of hemlock and told Dolly to stick to the plan that he had devised. Then he started choking. They have killed a Tanisk. I sense it. It is no matter. The Tanisk cycle through the sleeping place. We return again without fail as winter follows autumn. Our door is open. I prowl the perimeter of fiery protection. In the windows, candles flicker and melt. Human shadows hurry. I bask and groan at the smell of their terror of the fragrant cruelty shoved into the recesses of their hearts. A feast, to be sure, certain to strengthen through several moons, but not what will keep me incarnate. A fire feeds on dry grasp and wisps out in but a moment. For a long, sustained burn, it must devour wood. Colleen in Inniscombe. Porter was shaking now, jerking as the poison corroded his insides. 
His jaw clenched. He groaned. Foaming spit began to seep from the edges of his mouth. Colleen stroked his sweat-beaded head. Dolly, is it working? But Dolly didn't answer. She remained fixed in whatever trance, doing heaven knew what. Don't you let him die! Mrs. Warren, ain't there something else you can do? The widow Warren stared at her, lips moving senselessly for words. She shook her head. Colleen leaned her head down to touch her brother's. Porter! Pa's voice sent a shock through Colleen. She locked eyes with the widow Warren and shook her head emphatically, mouthing, Keep him out. Sal, Davina said, come with me. Where's my son? It's hard to explain. Delonica Hampton, what are you doing? Where the hell's my son? You won't take me out of here, Mrs. Warren. Porter, stand up. Your mother... A scream like a body engulfed in flames stopped them all. Pa went rigid. The hell? He rushed to the window, knocking Henrietta's door so it nearly fell on top of Colleen and Porter. More screams. Countless screams. Screams like when ice-cold water drowns out a raging fire. Sarah! Pa raged. He pulled the candle from its holder and smashed the glass in the window. Shards hit Colleen. Pa, don't! They got her! They got my Sarah! Colleen's fingertips dug into Porter's shoulders. What?! Dolly's eyes were open now. The news rocked her from whatever she was doing. Porter groaned. His arms twitched. Legs shook and kicked. Colleen screamed. Dolly, don't stop! But her brother's eyes flew open. Mama! The words were a hiss. Spit leached down Porter's chin. Delonica, you gotta put him under now! The widow Warren shouted, Get focused or he's a dead man! You said so! Colleen dared to look over her shoulder. Pa was climbing through the small window now. Broken shards tore his pants, and dark streaks of blood thickened on his thighs, but he made it through, screaming all the while, Sarah! Not my Sarah! When she turned again, Porter was staring at her with wide, yellow, horror-stricken eyes. Mama! Mama! He wheezed again, under immense labor to draw breath. Mama! My mother's dead! Colleen swallowed, unwilling to confirm her brother's deepest pain. She stroked his cheek, but he knew. <laughs> the last of his breath exploded from him. Spit 
and blood splattered from his lips and smattered Colleen's face. His entire body trembled. Colleen gripped him tight. Dolly? She spoke everything in a bluster of breath. Dolly, is it working? Trembles turned to tremors. Tremors exploded into uncontrollable shakes. Violent racking overtook Porter as though an earthquake worked through his body from the inside out. He gurgled and hummed and released a long, agonizing wail until he didn't. Porter? Colleen lightly smacked his cheeks. Porter, no, no. The last time she screamed it. No! The quaking, the thick foam at his tensed mouth, the corn husk yellow of his half open eyes. Time slipped. Dolly grabbed his hands. Colleen watched as her friend shut her eyes tight, trying again. Colleen's body trembled. She gripped her brother's shaking body while Dolly kept on, kept on, and on, until the shaking subsided and the fighting groans and gurgles stopped, until, for the briefest of moments, silence. And for the longest of moments, Colleen stared into Dolly's stricken eyes. I can't find his light, Dolly said. Can't find his silver. Sal's screams jolted them both. Pa! Colleen's heart nearly came out of her mouth. She turned to the window, turned back to her brother, cupping his cheek. She leaned down to his slick forehead, kissed it, and froze. She could feel accusation sharpening like a knife in her eyes when she looked up at Dolly. He's cold. Dolly's eyes gathered tears. I have to help my father. Colleen wiggled out from under Porter and rushed toward the window, gathering her skirts. Fool, girl! Davina scooted along the wall. I have to get my parents! She climbed through the broken window. Her shin screamed, sliced on jagged glass. Only once she stood and staggered out into the winter air did the reality of her situation sink in. The prayer room window was broken, and Pa had taken its only protective light. But Pa's scream ripped her attention away from what lay behind her. You stole her! Colleen staggered forward toward him, heart pounding and chest burning with every frigid breath she took. Ahead, Pa cradled a limp figure in one arm, holding a rapidly melting candle aloft in his free hand. You stole her! Pa! 
she charged across the kirkyard and collapsed beside her father. His chiseled features appeared, skeletal in his despair, eyes taut with torment. Pah! She breathed and dared to look in his lap. It had sliced Mama up the middle like a gutted fish. Her eyes remained open, forever staring into the monster that had devoured her. Her mouth was a large, lopsided gash on her face. It had bitten out the entirety of her right cheek. Colleen shook. Her mouth fell open and frost staggered from her lips in icy puffs. Colleen slipped the forgotten, dwindling candle from his grasp. Paw was frozen, but for his blue-veined hand that unconsciously moved to cup Sarah's lost cheek, as if staying the blood that gooped from the wound would do anything to ease her mortal blow. Paul. Slowly, his mouth fell open to let out a hoarse, deep, racking sob. Colleen took him in her free arm. She held the candle high and searched the darkness. The beings from her nightmares hung in the fringes, far from the lantern circle. They coiled around branches like snakes, watching like starving vultures. They bobbed and swayed, eager and ready for the tiniest crack in the lantern armor. They studied the kirk, but never stared at her or paw. They don't see us? Paw didn't answer. A blunder, Porter said. It's true. It did me no good, Paw mumbled. Did Sarah no good? Worthless! Do you hear me? He wriggled from under Sarah's corpse and stood. I said, do you hear me? He shouted into the darkness. Colleen pulled her mother close, watching as her father approached the edge of the lantern circle, where three lanterns were dark and dead, and a fourth one fought for its flicker. Oh, don't! See me? He demanded. He broke the boundary, stepped into the never-seen's darkness. You've stolen everything from me. Don't just leave me here. I want you to see me! A wind gusted as if to underline his words. The candle in Colleen's hand went out. A perfect path of darkness led straight to her. One pair of eyes ticked in her direction. 
Then another. And another. Ha! But he was raving, ignored, and unseen. Pa! She screamed as the first never-seen slithered down a tree trunk. She ran toward her father. As soon as she came within several feet of him, the spirit's gazes began darting around. She had disappeared from their vision. She jerked on his arm. Don't you dare leave me! He turned to look at her. His eyes blazed with terror and rage, but in a moment he blinked, an ounce of sanity restored. Colleen, I'm sorry. You have more to live for than only Mama. Her voice broke. What about me? Pa pulled her tight against him. She felt the heat of his breath as he released one quick sob into her hair. She yanked his arm again. We have to run. I can't leave her. Then don't. Together they ran toward Mama's body. Together they hoisted her. She was so much lighter. Colleen's stomach lurched to think of the reason why. I can get her myself, Pa said, his lips curling into a nauseated frown. Colleen! The shout and subsequent door slam startled her. She and Pa turned as Will Seeley darted toward them, past the protection of the lantern circle. Will! No! She charged toward him, with Pa only a pace or two behind, just as a hunchbacked never-seen spotted the Kirkman's son and began to run. Will stood tall and frozen. She and Pa were within yards of him when the never-seen jumped, overshot, missed Will, and looked around, unable to detect them. Together, the three of them bolted toward the Kirk doors. Hello, everyone. We are in the final third of the Innis Forgettance story. I cannot believe it. Um, it blows my mind at how many of you have been along for the ride. My jaw is on the floor. I'm just astounded and overjoyed at how many of you are enjoying this adventure and coming along with me for the ride as I'm creating it. It blows my mind and touches my heart. Thank you for following and rating the show and telling your friends. That being said, I am planning to stick around for several episodes after the story concludes to answer your questions. So if you have a question for me about the story, the characters, the world, the magic, the way it came to me as a writer and how it got made, or even about writing and inspiration in general, you can submit questions to me through my website, and there is a link in the show notes for that as well. So I am so excited to hear from you and connect with you further through this AMA. Thank you so much, and I will be back next week.
The Innes Forgettance was written, narrated, and produced by me, Leah Noel, with special appearance by David Walker. The original song, Beware the Never Seen, was written, composed, and performed by Georgia musicians Miles Landrum and Lorelei. You can find links to more of their excellent music in the show notes. Sound effects came from the kind folks at freesound.org. You can follow this podcast with behind the scenes and more on Instagram and TikTok at Leah with a pen. Thank you.